Explorations beneath promised to be the weirdest part of my day, but they lied. Weirder was returning to the surface and encountering not only a different troika, but a name for myself. Hello world, I'm Bronwyn Rivers. Oh, should I do the thing? Yeah, we should probably play a game. Gotcha, okay. Welcome to Midtown Mythos. Yeah, let's put a um, gap between me giving you a hard time and you No, I, 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 I like the idea of it just being in there. I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome back to Midtown Mythos, episode three, season four. Or would it be season four, episode three? Either way, you're here, and there's nothing to be done about it but continue on. So, Brantato, how are you? Uh, I'm glad to be back playing Mythos. We Life uh, got in the way, so we haven't recorded Mythos in two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We originally intended to, you know, release this month, uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah. And we originally planned to have, like, three or four episodes in the tank by now, at least two edited. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> life is shit. Yeah. But, but we... we're here, and we're excited to get some Mythos. Well, not Mythos, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Some... Some game. Yeah. We're playing game. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, tro the, the chart. That sounds too much like a chart. <laughs> so uh, when we last left off, uh, you had just walked into the general store run by Robert Courier. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bad news is, I remember that there was a deal that he had made with you. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the details of that deal. So additionally, the good news is he's not going to remember either because of the fact that this is a different version of Robert Courier, as you have already kind of discovered. Yeah. Yes. So the only thing I recall is that I was going to be trading him Croyer, 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 uh, for some monies. Yeah. I don't also, remember uh, how much monies. And I remember that, uh, part of it was I get to keep the sword. Yes, yeah, so you get to keep the sword. Uh, he was supposed to be getting 25 silv, but you were supposed to get part of that. Okay. Uh, and then he was going to be taking some of the crewer, but you were going to keep a couple pieces for yourself. Yes. Um, I don't think, I don't know that that was part of the deal, but that was part of my plan. Oh, no. He specifically had sent you down for crewer. I oh, remember. no, no, no. I know, I, I'm referring to um, the crewer uh, keeping some for myself. I don't know if that was part, part of the deal, but it was certainly part of my plan. Probably. To be yeah. like, because my notes say that I have seven chunks of it. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, yes, here, I found five chunks of crewer. And he's like, ah, you found four chunks of crewer for me to sell. Because he's also going to keep one. Oh, no, no, he's he's going to sell them because he, he has no understanding of crewer. He just knows that it's valuable. He just knows people want it? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a... There's not only the schism of what happened here itself, um, but there is also a sort of social schism that has happened where some people are terrified of crewer and some people are obsessed with the shit mm. um and of course there's also a class war going on as you kind of saw i think in episode one i forget and, when you were and in real on. life yeah i mean that yeah mm -hmm. i i really wanted to try and bring some different issues from real life into this in a way that it allows us to explore them in fun interesting ways where you get to blow up bad people rather than in real life where you have to instead work for them yeah so i'm interested to get to the part where a mad tyrant attacks another sovereign nation for his own greedy reasons uh i mean unfortunately not in this season one, there's only one city so it's hard ah. to attack another nation civil war it is then yeah uh Kind of, yes. We'll get to that. It's oh, boy. Fun. So, if you can find certain things, 
so here's here's a small hint uh, ah. in the meta. Uh, you're going to want to meet the mayor. The mayor's ah, okay. cool. I like the mayor. I'm okay. very excited, hopefully, you meeting him. I will explicitly avoid the mayor, <laughs> is what I'm hearing here. Noted. I will I will try and kill you accordingly so that a different version of you will try and meet the mayor. <laughs> the mayor will hunt me down. <laughs> he will he will chase me down Liam Neeson in Taken style. <laughs> oh god, if he did, you would be so fucking scared. Let's let's put it this way. There would be certain flashbacks to another incident in prior seasons of Mythos. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, something something kind of similar would happen if the mayor hunted for you. Okay. Is yeah. he is he actual actually secretly uh uh, the bastard lord? No. Okay. No. Is he Travis? No. Oh. Stop guessing. Oh. Well. Because when you actually land on it, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> anyway. Sam? No. Okay. I said a flashback, not a whole ass character. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. So, uh, you start presumably talking to uh, Robert mm-hmm. about trying to offload some of this deal. Yeah. yeah? Uh, so, what would you like to say to him? Bear in mind, you currently have 25 silv that belong to him uh, and seven chunks of crewer. And he's kind of hazy on the subject, so. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I say, um, yeah, so uh, you remember that deal we had? I was going to sell you um, the crewer I got um, and uh, and bring you back the money I got for selling the stuff. And you can see on his face, in his eyes... He doesn't recognize a single goddamn thing that you're talking about, but he plays it off like he does. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so I hand him um, five chunks of crewer okay. and uh, 15 sylph. You are a sneaky, sneaky, terrible person. You know who else is a sneaky, sneaky, terrible person? Me? Yeah, you didn't give me my pencil. Oh, I also didn't give you the sheet. What sheet? Oh, our our credits and junk sheet. Yeah, the, the official uh, title to- for it. The, uh, the how to podcast sheet. The how to end the episode sheet. Well, I don't look at it till the end. Also, how to kind of... Like, there's the setup it. stuff on there that I never read, such as get plenty of rest, which I don't believe I've done since I was a small child. Uh, <laughs> eat. I did do that. Clear the table. We did that. We got all the stuff. Station setup. Did all that. Beverages. Actually, I didn't do that. My beverage is still on the coffee table. Would you like a very fine beverage? You know what? I think I'm going to save that for when we record our other episode later. Oh. I'm going to drink that while we watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. But you can get me my Coke from over on the coffee table. No, I think my legs are broken now. Oh, no. Broken legs. How sad. Did the audio test. Clean intro. Got a clean intro. 90-ish minutes of content. We are working on that. You can reach that, yeah. Or would you like it on the other side? I would not like it that close to my computer. Thank you. <laughs> Just set it right on the <laughs> Right on the fucking keyboard. <laughs> I called it a keypad. What the hell is wrong with me? It's silly. Yes. Compose intro. You did not do that in the week of. No. Plan intended direction. You might have done that. I don't know. I don't know your mind. Prepare finalized notes. Probably not. Organize next session date. We have not done that. Uh, That would actually be today. Today would be the next session date. Oh, I gotcha. Yes. Because we kept bouncing between like Friday and Tuesday and Saturday for a while. Hmm. I think we recorded on a Tuesday, like, once. Three times, actually. Oh. Because it used to be after uh, trivia at the bar. Anyway, back to the game. Game! (laughs) I like games. Games are fun. Games are good. 
Games are nice and give me wood. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll clip that. <laughs> I'm going to make that my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to me, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, you go ahead and make that trade yeah, okay. with uh, Robert Courier. Mm-hmm. So I now have uh, two chunks of Courier. Oops. Yep. Gotta open this and bad boy. Uh, 16 silver. Okay, and I can erase couriers, 25 silf. Yep. Oh, and you also have a crude map of an alternate version of the city. I have two small maps written down. Do you? count? Under my silf on the back side of the sheet? On my... I don't know why you would have two versions of a crude map, but... That's what it says, two small maps. Yeah, I didn't write down the second small map. I'm going to guess that's irrelevant, though, because uh, that would have been a small map to... Um, I'm going to guess probably the Alchemist's house from the bar. It could have been that. Yeah, so that's no longer relevant. Okay, one small map eh, to alternate place. Of alternate place. Don't argue with me. Okay, just don't assume that you can find your way back to that alternate place. Because that place is it's alternate. Gone. It's gone forever. Never going to find it again. Yeah, cities on cities on cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so. Ah, the classic phrase comes back. So. <laughs> so. Uh, you have some silv again, which is nice. You started off with 10 last time. Mm-hmm. Um, then you were down to 6 at one point, and now you're up to 16. You've got a sword. Uh, you have stank liquor. You have a cursed seed, two chunks of crewer, and a crude map. You... Oh, it's a cursed seed. You kind of knew that. I think you just wrote it down as seed, but uh, it... no, I wrote it down as blackish seed. Oh yeah, no, it's it is not it is not a good thing. Oh, okay. I think that's why I'm pretty sure the card they gave it to you was parasitic fruit. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't imagine a parasitic fruit seed being a good thing. That does make sense. <laughs> yeah. So I uh... just I guess I didn't realize it was specifically cursed. Yeah, it's it's specifically not your friend. Oh, okay. Yes. And yet I want to plant it? Well, it's, you think of it as your friend, but that's because you're fucked up. Everyone in this game is their own special kind of fucked up. Okay. Yes. I thought you were talking about me being fucked up, and I was like, okay, I don't feel like this is a time for personal attacks. Well, you're also fucked up, but I'm oh. fucked up. We're all fucked up. High five. Long distance. Cha-choo! All right, so... What would you like to do with your slight financial, bo- very slight financial <laughs> boon and freedoms? Well, uh, the financial boon is going to stay in my pocket for the moment. Good plan. Um, and I'm going to um, see if I can find um, a nice, quiet place where I can check out this crewer I got. Okay. See what I can do with that. Because it's my understanding that I somehow know that I could do something with this. I don't know what I could do with it, but I could do something with it. Uh, so you have the ability to use Kruer. Mm-hmm. Uh Do you remember anything about Kruer that I told you? It's magic. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so you have a couple of different ways that you can use it. Technically speaking, almost anything can be done with Kruer. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to stumble your way through it. Does it get used up as I use magic? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, one is in its solid form, you can use it to uh, either, you know, uh, power attacks or to just power things. Mm -hmm. Or alternately, you can grind it up into its uh, composite liquid form Mm -hmm. and you can make potions with it. 
So a couple of different things that you can do with it. And from there, hypothetically, you can do almost anything. You just have to kind of blunder your way into it. Okay. Yep. So, uh, is there any particular type of place that you would like to try and crawl away to to play with your crew? That sounds dirty. It does sound a little bit dirty. Uh, I don't know. If there's like, a, is there like a forest on the edge of town or something? Or is there a... Kind of. So there is, is an unpopulated forest. place? The, fields? Not really. Uh, the city kind of drops off on this really terrifying cosmic edge into a void of infinity. Yeah. When you get too close. The same void of infinity that uh, the boat sailed across. Exactly. Beginning. Yeah. Uh, but there is rather inexplicably one point that no one can really see past, mm-hmm. which is the obsidian maze. Okay. That doesn't sound like a fun place to go try magic at. It's complicated. Uh, you actually saw the entrance to it, uh, I think it was in episode one, when you went to go to uh, the city beneath. Uh-huh. Um, I mentioned an entryway, this like dark wall and there was a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the entryway into the obsidian maze. Okay. And then when I was coming back up from the city beneath, didn't some weird guys yell at me or something? Uh, yeah, they were dressed as uh, monks or religious men. Yeah. And they were like, Hey, don't. And I was like, okay. Yeah. To basically to, to summarize that pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good summary. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one second. Oh no, he's flipping a coin okay well it's not exactly a coin it is a two-sided dice it's die. a it's a two-sided die one side has the sun and the other side has the moon and incidentally it's perfect for this situation because currently it's a nice sun, uh, sunshiny day okay yeah i want to go see if i can find like an abandoned building or something to check out this crew in okay uh so you kind of find an abandoned building uh the one dilemma is that it's not so much abandoned as just not currently occupied uh, there isn't really a corner of the city that is truly abandoned other than right there by the obsidian maze. Otherwise, pretty much every corner of the city has some kind of action going on in it. Okay. Uh, but this particular building, uh, it looks kind of dilapidated, which gave you the impression initially, oh, yeah, no, this looks abandoned. I can go in here. But then you saw there's definitely people stuff in here. There's just no one around. Okay. It's it's dank. It's drafty. Uh, you're pretty sure you can smell uh, some kind of fungus growing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, there's definitely people's stuff. So, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna find. Uh, I don't know. Is there? Is it like one room? Is it like? Are there like? Is it like a hall with rooms leading off of it? Uh, there's two or three fairly large rooms. It feels more almost like a makeshift hostel that is just occupied like by a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely not a house or a proper estate of any kind. Um, or if it was at any point, something like that, it got massively modified over time. So, Okay, so um, I pick up... Do any of the bedrooms not have any windows? I mean, like I said, it's not necessarily... Um, imagine like three studio apartments that are just kind of fused together and they have two walls. Okay. It's, it's not really their bedrooms or anything. It's just a giant yeah. space. Yeah, I just meant rooms. But yeah, whatever. Is, is there a space with less uh, windows? Um, I mean, yeah. No, technically, none of the rooms really have windows. Uh, but there is one that is a lot darker because there's less holes in the wall. Okay. I will choose that room. Okay. And is there anything particular you would like to do? 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to hold the crewer and look at it. And it's kind of, you said it's kind of like a dark blood red color, right? Yeah, kind of purpley on the exterior. But the more that you look into it, the more you can see red shining through. And then if you kind of squeeze it, uh, it'll start to flake a little bit. And your hand will get wet with what looks like actual full-blown blood. Gross. Yeah, it's it's a fucking nasty substance. Yeah. It's, it's like playing around with coal that is wet on the inside, except it doesn't come off black. It comes off blood. No, thank you. No. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I'm trying to think of a, a magic thing that Bronwyn might do. Well, if it weren't magic that you said specifically in there, I would have said amphetamines. But <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know much about Bronwyn yet, but she doesn't strike me as the amphetamine type. MDMA, maybe, but not amphetamine. <laughs> Fair and valid. Okay, so... Hmm. I'm contemplating, like, maybe trying to put some of the stuff, like, on my sword to make my sword magic. Is that how that works? Could be, sure. Uh, if you'd, like... Like, if you squeeze it and try and get some of the fluid onto the sword. Yeah. And as long as you imbue it with will, that's the tricky part, is kind of imbuing will into it. Sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, I want to do that. Uh, I want to get some of this red stuff all up on my sword. Only on the blade, though, not on the hilt. Don't want red stuff on the hilt. Um, and then I want to try to, like, put will into it and make it a fire sword. Okay, I can dig that. Uh, so I'm going to have you do a dice roll. I'm, I'm just trying to decide. Okay, here. I'm trying to remember how to play the game. I roll multiple dice, yes? So you're going to be rolling 2d10. One is just a d10 for the sake of you have to roll something. And then the other is because this is in your domain, a cult. Mm. Yeah. And just looking for the highest result. Highest result is a five. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't cook my dice. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, no, that's that's no bueno. Okay, uh, so... Do I fail to make my sword fire? Yeah, uh, you fail and you actually take stress. Oh, um, no. Yeah. So, since it's on the surface and it's not even in the beneath, in mm -hmm. heart, I'm going to roll the d2 which is kind of cutting some serious slack on you. We're going to say that the moon is two and the sun is one. Okay. Okay, so you got a two. Um, and do we want to attach that to... You know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do something kind of weird here. I'm going to attach that to your luck here. Because um, remember, big numbers, not great. Right. Actually, do you want it? All on luck, or do you want to split between luck and supplies? Supplies are more so for when you're, like, exploring. And it increases the odds that as you're exploring, things are just going to spontaneously fail. So I want a smaller amount of supplies, or a larger amount of supplies? It, it's not an amount, it's just a number attached to the odds of you fucking up. This is your stress. Okay. Yes. I am uh, not following. Okay. You said big numbers are bad. Big numbers are bad. So, so do I, I have three written down next to supplies. Do I yes. add the two to supplies? I, I'm asking, I'm asking, do you, you got a two and you need to, you need to put it somewhere. Do you want it all on your luck or do you want it split between luck and supplies? I've already decided some of it's going to go on luck, but do you want some of it on supplies as well? Sure. All right. 
So do I, does that mean I make supplies four or do I do I make it a two? Supplies is going to be four. Okay. Yeah. As you as stress happens, it gets added to that number and makes it bigger. The bigger a number is, the more likely it is that things are going to go catastrophically bad at a really inopportune time, causing fallout, which is actual damage. Right. Stress is just things haven't gone great. Meanwhile, uh, the other is actual catastrophe. Okay, and is there a way to de- decrease these numbers? Uh, yes. Uh, hanging out in the above and participating in... Activities that would sort of specifically relax the specific categories will decrease the stress in those categories. Okay. Uh, So, for example, with blood, you want to partake in things that are going to heal you physically. Uh, Psyche, you would want to go and spend time doing activities that are relaxing to you. So, particularly, uh, you got the ability naturalist. So, nature reduces psyche stress. Um. And then with supplies, you would want to go and restock at the general store. little retail therapy. Exactly. To (laughs) gather up things that will help you to do delves into the beneath safer. Uh, So in this case, uh, you took a little bit of uh, stress to your supplies because trying to enchant your sword did not go the way that you expected, which means your sword is more likely to fuck up. Okay. Uh, To those ends, got to do a fallout roll. And you're still good. The fallout roll was higher than the stress on either of those numbers. So I'm going to put a note here that your sword is tainted. And yeah. uh, Oh, and you only have one chunk of Kruer now. Oh, I used the whole thing? Uh, Yeah, Kruer kind of dissolves. Oh, weak. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's a good thing that I used it on my sword instead of like on my hands or something if it's going to go wrong. Yeah, there is that. Um so generally speaking, I'm going to avoid having you do big rolls like that. So like if you had just fucked around with it in here, I wouldn't have made you roll. But your sword is kind of going to be important to you. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, that should kind of count towards something bigger picture. Yeah. Yep. Figure you, you want to win things, you got to take a chance. Got to gamble that risk. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so what else do you want to do? You have experimented with Kruer, uh, and didn't have great luck with it this time, unfortunately. Yeah, so I'm gonna hold on to the other chunk, um, for now. Okay. Maybe, uh, try it again later. So what does happen? Just nothing? And I freak out? Or can you, yeah, can you describe how I've taken stress from this? Actually, yeah, I can go ahead and do that, yeah. Uh, so... Initially, you think that something great is happening because there are sparks coming off of the blade as this ruby red, it literally looks like blood, uh, this ruby red fluid is running down the length of the blade and you're like scrubbing this rock in. And after a while, you're not sure where the rock has ended and your hand is. But you're just so fixated on getting this rock like polished into the blade so that something might happen. But... Even though you should be very worried about your hand, the part that worries you is the sparks never ignite in any memorable way. And there's this smell of a chemical reaction has happened. Something something has happened and something has been released from the metal. And it smells, it smells rancid. It, it smells like an off-gassing. And... 
like you hold the sword a little bit away from yourself and you're wondering, okay, what have I just done to this thing? Um, so to specify a little bit more, stress isn't necessarily, oh my God, I'm so worried about this. Unless it's like literal psyche stress. Mm -hmm. um, but like, imagine you keep running your car continuously very, very hard, right? And you're not like getting oil changes. You're putting stress on the car. You may feel perfectly fine. But when your car fails you, you're not going to feel so good about it. Yeah. So it's, it's very similar to that. You are pushing your sword really hard in this moment, and you might have been able to do a good thing, but it's not looking good right now. Gotcha. It's, it's looking kind of dire right now. Okay. Well, I want to go find some water to clean my sword off. Okay. If, if there's any residue of this shit left on it, see if oh, that helps. Oh, yeah. The entire blade is like... It almost looks rusted now, and mm. you're, you're sure that it's not rust, but especially with that off-gassing, that was very concerning. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, like, hustle outside, and you're, like, washing the length of the blade off with this uh, little water spigot that you found. You're pumping the water up out of the ground from mm -hmm. God knows where. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the blade isn't coming shiny again. There's, there's a permanent, like huge change to the metal where it looks duller it looks it looks wrong okay is uh, it still sharp at least it seems sharp okay yeah i mean it, it wasn't the best sword in the world to begin with but it you know, it still seems like it should be okay um and you might have a chance to test it because a bunch of guys just are coming up the road now and they're kind of I mean, you can't tell if they're talking to each other or you, but they're kind of shouting as they're coming up this road. Can I understand what they're saying? I mean, not really at a distance. Um, they sound irritated about something. It seems like they're using a lot of slang in the moment. Hmm. Yeah. Do they look like trouble? Oh, yeah. They, they, they look like full-blown ruffians in the most classical D&D &D sense of the term. They look like they're going to start a fight any minute now. Um, but you can't tell if that's just how they look by default or if they specifically want to start shit with you. Okay. Well, I want to move down the road or path or whatever it is in the opposite direction of them. Okay. Uh, let me see. All right. Uh, they are continuing to follow after you and going, oi, oi. Uh, and I call back over my shoulder. I'm sorry. I've got somewhere to be. Uh, are you still just walking? Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit faster. <laughs> and uh, you hear them start to walk a lot faster. They are trying to catch up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm a run. Okay. Uh, as you are running, you are going further and further into... Let me double check the area name here, because I am bad about that again. Uh, you're heading further and further into Calabash territory, uh, which I'm sure you remembered about as well as I did, is the derelict. Yes. Oh, you remembered? I remembered that there was a derelict area. I didn't remember that that was Calabash. Oh, yeah. Uh, Calabash is the derelict. Pentabarn is the markets. And then Tobin is the uh, socialite. Oh, the hoity-toityville. Hoity-toities. Yeah. I ought to write that down. The hoity-toities. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, they are chasing you now. You are running from them now. Uh, and you are making your way further and further into Calabash territory. Um... There are alleyways down through here. Uh, there are little doorways, some of which are hanging open, some of which are shut tight. 
There are windows. Some of them are broken. Some have bars on them. Um, and it seems really... The, the sunlight isn't really penetrating through back this deep into this corner of the city. We're talking like the buildings are like piling up on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of stairways leading to doors above doors. So it's it's getting very tangled through here. All right. Uh, are the guys gaining on me? They're holding steady. They're going right about the same speed you are. It seems like as stringy and wiry as you are, they've just got the raw muscle to keep up. Okay. Uh, okay, I want to try to duck into a particular, uh, like, the narrowest alleyway I can find. Okay. Is there anything in particular that you want to do, or are you just trying to hide? Um, I'm not trying to hide. I, basically, I want it to be super narrow, so I can try to, like, do the thing, you know, where you, like, climb up be, wait, be, between two oh, gotcha. things okay. that are close together. Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. And, yeah, you managed to find a nice, narrow little alleyway. Um... You do encounter another person in the alleyway, but they were not expecting you, so you're able to like push past them and get themselves between you and the opening of the alleyway, which is going to buy you a little bit of time. Not okay. a lot, but just a little bit. All right. Yeah, so I want to do the climby uppy thingy. Little shimmy shimmy shake? Yeah. All right. And just just rolling a d20, flat d20, to sort of get a feel for the odds of it. Oh, yeah. No, you have no problem with that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Nimble little me, just fucking right up there. Yeah, so you're just doing a little shimmy shimmy shake up the between the two buildings. Uh, and do you want to sort of lunge to the right or to the left? You're going to be landing on a rooftop either way. Uh, which is the direction I came from? Uh, right is the direction that you came from. Okay, I want to go to the right. Okay. Uh, so you uh, sort of lunge to the right and you do a nice little neat roll. And you pin yourself as flat as you can to the roof of this building for a moment. And you hear footsteps like trailing off towards or not trailing off trailing in to where you were and you hear that guy in the alley we go ah again and then you hear the voices arguing down in the alleyway next to you um how tall of a building am i on is it like one story two stories uh two and a half oh so i i, I did a hell of a shimmy yeah, you, you had to do some serious shimmying up. Like I said, these, these buildings are getting weird and really tall and spiraling up into each other and on top of each other. So, Can I add hardcore shimmier to my abilities? You know what? Sure. Yay. Though I'm going to phrase it as acrobat. Okay. I'll, I will... I'll allow it. I'll, I'll uh, put in as the description for that ability, hardcore, uh, hardcore shimmier. <laughs> Because I, I think that's... It looks I... like I spelled it as shimmier. I know it's shimmier, but it looks like shimmier. I'm like, no, that's kind of cool. Yeah. French. Um, yeah, because I haven't uh, edited episode two yet, but I do recall uh, Bronwyn like, living in forests and stuff. Uh, right? Does that sound familiar? No. Okay. Well, I think she lived in a forest, so maybe she was a tree climber, and that's why she was able to do that. I mean, it certainly explains why it says naturalist on your ability sheet. But yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Of course, it's been a hot minute since we played, yeah. so... <laughs> If I forget things, it only makes sense. As I said, life uh, gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, I think, my favorite version of that quote yeah. so far. All right. So you are pinned to the roof for a moment. You listen. The guys argue with each other. Uh, one of them, you can hear, like, 
flesh-smacking flesh, so you're assuming one of them just hit the shit out of someone. You're hoping one of the other guys to have the old man that was in the alleyway. Yes, the poor, unrelated person. Yeah. I assume it's probably the poor, unrelated person, though. Possibly. But either way, uh, the guys that were chasing you leave the alleyway and go on their way back towards the building that you scarpered out of. Ah, Okay. So I, I had been in like their house or something, yeah. And they were like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing in our house?" All yeah. right, why? Why the fuck? Why the fuck are you coming out of our place? Yeah. That's not cool. That's not cool, cuz. <laughs> okay, um, how far can I get back uh, towards the direction I came from if I stick to the rooftops? You can actually get because the rooftops are so dense right now. You mm-hmm. can get a pretty good way. Just sort of shimmying around, climbing ledges, going onto staircases. And I'm going to let you do all of that just because acrobat. Yay! Yeah. Um, getting those abilities is going to be useful as shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're just sort of finding your way, minding your business. And it's not until you get to a certain point that you can see you're going to start having a hard way that you're going to have to start doing some serious jumps to get across. Um but it's around that point that you actually see this other kid with this really long pole and they're kind of lunging from rooftop to rooftop, pole vaulting across. Nice. I dig it. Yeah. And there's just this scrawny, I mean, really fucking short, scrawny, thin, uh, very, very blonde hair on this kid, Mm -hmm. just hopping from rooftop to rooftop. And they sort of pause when they see you and they're not jumping across to the rooftop where you're hiding. Mm -hmm. They've spotted you. Um, and they're just sort of watching to see what you do. I'm going to wave at the child. And they give a very tentative wave back. All right. Uh, and you said this, I'm at the furthest point I can go? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you might be able to make this one last jump, but it's it's going to be it's gonna be a doozy of a leap. So that, that, could, that could suck if you don't make it. Can I get down from this building? Or are there any poles on top of the roof I'm on that I could use to try to jump like the kid does? There aren't any poles per se, but what you do notice is that lashed into the sides of the buildings right on the corners, Mm -hmm. it looks like it might be the same material. So you're thinking that this pole might have originally been like snapped out of the side of one of these buildings you can't tell if it was from the inside or the outside mm-hmm. but it does look like these poles are actually part of the building construction for at least this part of the area interesting yep. okay i'm not gonna break somebody's house <laughs> that would be rude um, it would be a little bit rude. so i'm just gonna try to find my way down from this rooftop okay uh so you do a nice neat little shimmy down the side mm-hmm. uh and you do you look up or do you just Continue on your way. No, I'll look up to see where the kid goes. Okay. Uh, I was going to say you only hear it, but since you are looking up, you see as you're listening, first you hear uh, rapid footsteps, Mm -hmm. but then you also hear this really swift, like, snapping sound. Mm -hmm. And you see this, like I said, scrawny little thing, like, fly between rooftops, clearing easily a, like, six-foot gap. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. And then there's that little... It's got to be more than six feet. Six feet's really not that far. Okay, 12. I don't care. (laughs) Challenge the GM. Make it harder. I will. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they they have no problem crossing and 
continue on their way. You hear footsteps going. Trum, 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 trum. I dig it. Yep. Uh, so you are back down on street level. Uh, the sun is not great here, but I mean, you're still seeing sunshine, so that's good. Okay. Um. Yeah, I want to head back to whatever the market area is called. Seems probably a little bit safer. Let me double check. Uh, I can't remember things. It sucks being me lately. Pentabarn. Pentabarn, that's what it was. Yeah, totally. That's what it is. Totally. Oh, hold up. What was that note? Ooh. I forgot about that. That's kind of cool. Sorry, I wrote a thing down to fuck with you later. <laughs> of course you did. Totally. All right. Uh, so you head back into Pentabarn, and it is seemingly quiet uh a few sales left happening in the day um there is a tavern and inn here uh you remember staying there that first night mm -hmm. um there's of course courier's general store there's a handful of random marketplaces there's a place that specifically sells magic supplies um so Oh, and uh, also, you can... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and include it now because I don't remember if I mentioned it the first time through, but sort of on the edge leading into uh, Tobin, uh, there is a, like, really large spire, like, curling up into the sky. Uh, I don't remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder uh, if that's where the mayor lives. I can go ahead and tell you it's a church. Oh, well, it's boring. Uh, there is there is a huge estate, uh, roughly, not quite middle of town. Uh, it's up the road a little bit, once again, kind of leading into Tobin. I wonder if that's where the mayor lives. There's a pretty good bet on that. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna pop into the tavern. Um... And, uh, well, how did I acquire this stinky liquor that I apparently have? Uh, you acquired the stank liquor from Dreer Kimball Dreer down Kimble. in Fort Escalera. Okay. I don't want to drink it because it's stinky. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it'll, it'll get you shwasted, but, uh, yeah, it has a certain odor to it. It has, you're not sure how it was brewed, but it's really clear that he doesn't come up out of heart pretty much ever yeah so. okay uh yeah i head uh up to the uh the bartender guy okay uh. and uh he asks what can i do for you uh hey i'm uh just trying to offload um this uh one-of-a-kind liquor i picked up in heart um i was hoping i could uh maybe interest you in buying it and he sort of leans over this, like, weird little, like, locking jar that you've got of this, like, mm -hmm. it's almost greenish brown. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he pops it open and he sniffs at it. He's like, no, no. No, no, no. You gotta listen to me. This here, it's called Kimber Brew. Yes, it smells terrible, but this will get you drunker than anything you've tasted in your life. And he narrows his eyes at you. And he takes out a little tiny, like, shot glass. Did I say Kimber or Kimball? Because I meant Kimball. Well, well, 
we'll handle it in post. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't. But Kimball Brew. There we go. Close enough. So he pours the tiniest amount into the shot glass and slides it over to this, like, really old man with, like, no hair on the top of his head. But he's got a four-foot-long beard and a handlebar mustache almost as wide as his shoulders. I dig it. And the bartender says, snuff, try this. And the old man picks it up, throws it back without even sniffing it, and goes, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and he doesn't set the shot glass down so much as throw it behind the bar <laughs> onto the floor. And you can see these vapors rising from where the shot glass hit the floor. And the bartender looks at you and goes, no deal. Uh, all right, so I close the thing back up, and I say, fair enough, I'll see if I can find somebody else. <laughs> and the bartender uh, taps the bar itself a couple of times and goes, do you want anything, though? Other than to try and offload that shit? Uh, not right now. Maybe I'll be back li- later. <laughs> back lighter, you hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One stank liquor lighter. <laughs> Whew. And, uh, the bartender shrugs and you head on your way out the door. All right. Behind you, as you're leaving, you do hear music, and it is actually very familiar to the music you heard from the pseudo bar in the city beneath. Mm, interesting. Yeah. The one in the cottage that I wasn't supposed to go into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very similar song playing. So you're wondering, did they learn it there or did it learn it from you? Mm. Because you visited this place once before. Interesting. Yeah. So, where would you like to go try and offload this absolute shite next? Maybe I could trick rich people into buying it. Possibly. One second. I want to add the live child. We do not know them. And, yeah, that'll do. I just wanted to make a note that you have at least seen the child. Uh, even if you don't know them okay. at all yet. Sounds good. Uh, so you want to head into Tobin, I heard. Yeah. Okay. You start making your way into the very nice neighborhood, and uh, the the shutters are open and cleanly uh, painted. All of the buildings are this immaculate... It's, it's either this like pale powder blue or like ivory white, and the entire neighborhood smells of flowers and there's this garden at the end of the way uh you can see on one side this like looming church it's the only building here that's not like pretty painted it's like old cathedral stone Mm -hmm. and then on the other side this sprawling manor house that you know in your heart of hearts has to belong to the mayor but everything here is otherwise sprawling estates anyway Mm -hmm. until you reach the center of this neighborhood and there's this garden and you can see this table and no one's currently sitting at it but you remember seeing a tea party happening at that table once before Uh, i want to go check out the table okay uh you make your way down and uh it's just this lovely it, it looks like it should be a very nice dining table inside of a house in one of these beautiful homes Mm -hmm. but it's just seated out here in the middle of this garden under any kind of weather that might fall from the sky. And then it occurs to you, you really haven't seen any weather. I mean, you remember seeing a 
puddle back at the docks, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen it rain. But that was before you went down into the city beneath, into Hart. And that was a different city. Yeah. So is, is that what's different about this one? Is that it doesn't get weather or... Do none of them get weather? You're still very confused about that. Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't know yet. Yes. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm going to look around, try to see if I can find a fancy people bar. Okay. Uh, you start wandering around looking for a fancy people bar. And you start to realize that you don't really see almost any proper businesses here. It seems like everyone just kind of runs their little businesses if they've got businesses out of their homes Mm. um and it's all very clean it's just it just it's crawling under your skin again it feels weird again Mm -hmm. sterile yeah there's there's something a little too polished Mm -hmm. down here it it feels uncanny valley sort of a feeling yeah, have you ever seen the movie Stepford Wives? No. Uh, Stepford Wives is a... Yeah, I, I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. Very Stepford. Okay. Yeah. Um, a door does open, and you do see this uh, fop come out in this immaculate little, like, pale pastel pink coat with his little white wig, like, halfway slid back on his head. And he's coming out, and he's locking his door, and he turns, and he looks at you, and he looks milk-white himself, and, like, just the littlest bit of pink on his cheeks. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, hello. Hello there. Hi. I don't usually see newcomers and outsiders in our area. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. How about you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. It's very good to see a new person in the area. It's very good to make a new friend. My name... I need a name. (laughs) I was getting ready to roll right into it, and I was like, fuck. I don't have one. Damn it. Shit. His name is Shit. It's an unusual name. Name him Sven Svindelborg. What was his last name? Svindelborg. You know what? I like it. We'll just call him Svindelborg. Findleborg, the strange Tobin fop. There you go. Okay, my name is Findleborg, and what's Findleborg? S-V-I-N-D-L. Okay, it sounded like you said Findleborg. Sfin. Okay. Svindleborg. All right. So, don't make me change it to an S-F. You know what? Fuck you. I'm changing it to S-F. No, that doesn't make any sense grammatically or anything. It doesn't need to. This is an alternate world. You're an alternate world. Damn straight I am. <laughs> anyway, so my name is Findleborg, and what is yours? I'm Bronwyn. It's very good to meet you. So I was actually just going to head into the market. Would you like to join me? Uh, I sure would. Then off, she, off we shall go. And he starts sort of taking you back the way that you just came. And as you're getting into the marketplace, you remember you just saw... If it, if it wasn't Spindleborg, it was someone who looked just like him here in the marketplace the other day with this big, uncanny, and comfortable smile. And just like clockwork, just like last time, the reason you remember this, everyone starts to clear away. Everyone starts to make way. And 
Only a few shops will actually stay open, and only a few of the little stalls will stay open as he passes. And he's not really buying anything. He's making conversation with you about, oh, he, he has absolutely the most wonderful tea, and he just had the best little harvest from his garden. He's making lovely conversation with you. But you can't stop noticing that everyone else is avoiding him. Hmm. Where where does he seem to be going? Sorry about the straw stretching there, guys. <laughs> I didn't know it would do that. Um, he seems to be just doing a lap around the marketplace. It doesn't seem like he's buying anything. Uh, okay, so I ask him, uh, do we have a particular destination in mind? Oh, I just like to go for walks in the evenings. You can't blame a man for that, can you? Wanting to get a little bit of exercise, stretch his legs. And enjoy this fresh air, of course. Exactly. Now you get it. Especially when everything over in my neighborhood is just perfumed. It's, it starts to clog the nose. It starts to get down in the lungs. Getting a little bit of fresh, clean air from this section of town. It makes you feel like you're young again. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And you are rounding about, and you're passing the tavern, and everyone's looking out from in the tavern, and you see one person wiping away a tear as you're passing. And you're, you're getting this feeling in your arms like, no, turn back. Um, yeah, as we pass the tavern, I say, you know what? I actually, um, I fancy a drink. I'm going to stop by the tavern. Oh, no, no, no. Come with me. Come with me. I've got the finest liqueurs at my home. You must try them. Simply must. I couldn't impose like that. I, uh, I, I'm down for something like a party, uh, like they've got going in there. Oh, no, trust me. You are not imposing at all. It's just me and, and my wife. It'll be fine. I promise. Oh, well, perhaps we could do that later. I fancy a drink here right now. Do you? Okay, then. And where might I find you in the future, I might ask, so that I can make sure that we can organize our little gallantries later? Um, I, I don't have a fixed address right now, but you, uh, you might find me here again. Noted. Thank you. And you have a lovely evening. And very stiffly, he turns and starts to make his way back into Tobin. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I head into the tavern, uh, go back to that same bartender. <laughs> and the bartender takes about a f like foot-wide step backward from the bar as you're approaching. And they say, uh, uh, so what's going on with this Findelborg guy? People that associate with Tobinborn disappear we don't trust them we have to play nice with them because they basically own the city but we don't trust them oh good to know wish somebody had warned me about that when i got off the boat did you talk long with the captain uh i don't think i talked at all to the captain uh, you did. Uh, he was the guy that pointed you to Madame Arkin. Okay, so I, yeah, I don't know that I talk. Oh, I, he asked me for my name, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you find Captain Risk, he can tell you a little bit more about them. Okay, where am I going to find him? 
And he points a little further up the road that happens to still be in the market district. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the city is almost like divided into a perfect little trifecta. So. Okay. And uh, I say, yeah, thanks. I'm going to go chat with him. And uh, the bartender checks his watch, which it's this little weird hourglass that's like <laughs> numbers are falling down to the bottom. Interesting. Yeah, little little like purpley red numbers falling through the glass. I dig it. Right? And uh, he's like, well, if you wait about an hour, he should be here himself. Oh, well, in that case, I'll take a drink. All right. Uh, that is going to be, uh, what would you like to drink? Oh, yeah. I guess this isn't the movie where I could just be like, I would like a drink, and then they give me a drink. <laughs> Uh, I say, uh, I'm on a budget. What's cheap? Well, if you want to go very cheap, there's the stank liquor in your bag. (laughs) But, barring that, uh, there is a passable barrel of uh, ale that I could go ahead and pour off for you. That would only be one silve. I'll have that. All right. And he slides you a mug of some kind of ale uh it's not the tastiest thing you've ever had but it's certainly passable cool i'm gonna sip on that while i'm waiting for uh captain risk was his name captain risk to show up okay in through the door uh walks the captain of the guard of the city uh you can recognize him ostensibly just because he's got this very dignified air to the way that he moves his outfit could almost pass for anyone else's in the city, but it's just a little bit too proper, a little bit too organized, a little too clean. He's taking a little bit too good care of it to just blend in with everyone else. He automatically grabs your eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he walks in, he makes his way over to the bar, he grabs a seat, and he says, usual, Keith. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I told you they'd be in here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, well, Keith uh, is uh, getting Mr. Captain, Mr. Guy. Um, <laughs> Mr. Captain, Mr. Guy. Yeah. Risk. Yeah, Captain Risk. Uh, he's getting him his drink. I'm going to like scooch over to where he's sitting and uh, say, uh, hey, Captain Risk. I don't know if you remember me. I got off the boat the other day. And he squints at you and says, I'm terrible sorry. I see probably 200 people a day come into the city. It's only those that really stick around a while that start to stick in my head. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Uh, I was just hoping I could ask you a couple questions. I was in a bit of a fog when I got off the boat and uh, didn't think to pick your brain. Why the hell not? Yeah, so um, where, where, did, where did I come from? We don't know. Oh, okay. Well, the Golden Barge comes in daily and its crew does not speak. Some of them seem to actually be passengers themselves that are merely confused and trying to cover their bases. Uh, And then it floats off back into the sky all of its own accord. Wait, so you're not the captain of the ship? No, goodness no. Oh. Okay. I'm the captain of the city guard. I see. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm doing the right voice for this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, now, uh, I, um, 
your bartender friend here, Keith, he told me to stay uh, away from the folks of Tobin. Could you tell me a little bit about that? The folks of Tobin aren't arrested because they are too wealthy. They are frightening people. I don't fully understand them. I don't understand their tendencies or their methods. But I don't stick around long in Tobin if I don't have to. So does the guard not have any presence there? We only have presence there because we're required to. And in a lot of cases, we'll specifically post people from Tobin in Tobin. So so Keith said that they, that people who associate with the, I don't know, Tobinites, I guess, tend to disappear. And you have no idea why? That's right. Thank you for the... Uh, taking a sip of your drink sound effect <laughs> you're welcome i knew you just needed that yeah i definitely that's also like i can add in post obviously it's illegal um uh so how does them being wealthy prevent them from being like investigated or anything like that the mayor doesn't get involved in most things and it's very easy for those in tobin to simply make things disappear not only people, but also, say, evidence. Uh, and I would rather not be on the list of people that are made to disappear because of whoever gets hired or whatever it is that they do. I see. Yeah, I was just, um, you know, like I said, I'm new here, so I didn't really, I, I don't really know the uh, ropes yet. I was just up in uh, Tobin, uh, trying to find somebody to purchase this liquor that I acquired in Hart. And uh, I met some guy named Svindelborg. And uh, he seemed excessively nice, and so I thought I'd go along with it. Maybe I could get him to buy it. But uh, when I tried to part ways with him, you know, I was just getting a <sighs> unpleasant energy off of him, about him. Uh, when I tried to part ways, he seemed quite upset about it. That's true of most people in Tobin. You are best off sticking to the market district if you can afford it. Calabash is rough, but at least they're honest about it. I can deal with Calabash. Tobin, I don't know what their problem is, but I don't want to find out. Yeah. I stay away as much as I can. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great place. So, uh, with me being new in town and all, uh, I'm a little bit short on funds. Is there anything that the guard could use help with? Any work I could possibly do? I could make myself useful. Well, if you wouldn't mind keeping an eye out in Calabash this evening, I know of a man that way that would be more than happy to spend a little bit more time with his wife. I know that's a big ask right after I've told you Calabash is a rough area, but at least you know what to expect going in there. It's it's rough, but it's on the face of itself. Yeah, I'm I'm quick, so if I need to run I, I can I can get away. Um how how much uh how much could I make doing this? Well That's the tricky part. Time doesn't really work here the way that it's supposed to. You kinda have to either rely on magical devices or the movements of the golden orb above. But those are extremely unreliable at best. 
what say wait until crowing and you get 15 silv would that work yeah yeah it sounds like a sounds like a fair trade all right then i guess you will be meeting maxi in the morning uh all right cheers captain and i finish off my drink that I am drinking out of a plastic straw for some reason. <laughs> and, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I uh, <laughs> head off down to... Uh, ca- oh, wait. So before I go, I ask, uh, is there somebody I should, you know, look for to relieve them or... Uh, oh, God, I don't have enough names. Why don't I have enough names? Where the fuck are all of my names? Name him Sven Svindelborg. <laughs> that's the strange thing about this troika as everybody's actually named Sven Svindelborg. Oh no, okay. I do have I do have one other uh name and you're gonna you're gonna like it. Okay. So I'm actually going to retroactively rename the person that I just said you should expect in the morning. Maxie? Maxie is now Maxley. Maxley, okay. Yes. And uh you are going to be relieving Baxley. Ah, Baxley and Maxley. Baxley and Maxley. Yes. And right. d- does Captain Risk describe uh, Baxley to me? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't know how else I'm supposed to find Baxley. I mean, I suppose that he's wearing he or she is wearing a uniform. That's the spirit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Baxley is going to be a roughshod little man uh, with a large hat. He's going to be one of the only people in Calabash actually carrying a lantern, and he also has a. Uh, I'm blanking on the word. Sword? No. It's not a nightstick. There's a proper term Billy for club? It. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be holding a billy club, and he's got a very large hat. He's very proud of his hat. Mm. Respect the hat. Compliment yes. him on his hat, and you'll make a friend of him for life. Did, did Does Captain Risk tell me this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Make sure to compliment the hat, and he'll be a friend of yours for life. All if right. If you insult the hat, he's never going to like you. Okay. I will... Head into Calabash and find the big-hatted, lantern-wielding man. That's the spirit. All right. Actually, that's the Baxley, but yeah, neither here nor there. Okay, do I locate Baxley? Uh, yeah, uh, you start heading into Calabash, and Baxley is the only one, indeed, carrying a lantern. It's this dinky, busted-up metal lantern. doesn't have any glass plates on the sides, uh, but it's got this like roaring flame in the middle of it. And you can see that there's this little circle painted in what looks like blood at the base of the lantern. Ah, so it's a magic lantern. Yeah. Okay. Be uh, careful saying that because I'm pretty sure there's a video game called The Magic Lantern, and I'm pretty sure that we'll get, like, sued. Or, or am I misremembering something? I think you're misremembering how that sort of thing works. Totally. <laughs> uh, so I approach Baxley, and I say, that's a very fine hat. You must be Baxley. Ah, I like you. Uh, you'll like me even more. Captain Risk sent me to, uh, relieve you and cover your shift for this evening. Ah, yes, I like you even more. The missus will be very glad to see me. We're uh, trying to make a baby. Oh, okay. Well, uh, congratulations in advance in that case. Uh, I, I do hope I get to keep the lantern. Yeah, for a little while, yeah. Until the end of your shift. Well, right, right. Just take good care of her. Uh, will do, uh, and enjoy, uh, your evening. 
I was going to say enjoy your wife, but then I decided, no, that's a little bit forward. <laughs> also true, though. Uh, and he offers you both the lantern and the billy club. Nifty. I will accept. Okay. I will smash that motherfucking accept button. <laughs> and let me just put those into a different color. Uh, lantern. Bibbly club. Okay. And you've got a lantern and billy club for the next however many hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it's extremely dark. Like, I'm trying to decide how to describe it. You can see the golden orb above. And you can tell that it's giving off this very faint light that is supposed to be like daylight. But it's pitch black. It's like the city has fallen into that void. Okay. It's it's so dark that you can't see the sides of the buildings unless you specifically are pointing the lantern at them. Okay. Yeah. As you are walking the dim, dark, foggy street of Calabash, or streets, I should say, but it feels like one main street going down, and it feels like it goes on forever. You know, you know that it doesn't. It can't. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it does. Um, what would you like to do? Um, I want to keep my ears peeled, walk along, um, see if I hear anything, uh, of interest. Okay. Do I hear the lithe child hopping around at all? You don't know that it's the lithe child, because what you're hearing is footsteps. And they almost seem like they're following you, but every time that you look, you can't see anything. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep my hand on my billy club. Oh, absolutely. And uh, keep uh, keep wandering. Okay. And you continue forward a ways, and you hear the footsteps carrying along behind you, but you also hear some carrying along beside you now. And realizing that as you go further the lantern seems to be illuminating less and less uh are there any roads that lead off of this one oh sure absolutely narrow little alleyways lead every which way this this city is functionally itself a maze okay um i'm just gonna double back the way i came okay just kind of uh, go back and forth on this road. Fair enough. And you continue back the other direction. And for the briefest moment, you see what almost looks like glowing eyes ducking down into alleyways. Spooky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do I still hear footsteps be- behind me and beside me? Yeah. Great. Behind you, beside you, ahead of you. Footsteps everywhere. People are seemingly on all sides of you watching. Hmm. Waiting. But for what? Uh, as I'm continuing back the way I came, does my lantern get brighter or dimmer? It stays the same. Okay. Um, yeah, I am uh, going to keep up this spooky patrol. Okay. And... You Officer f- Bronwyn Rivers on spooky patrol. You feel hands grasping for your billy club, but as soon as you turn, they're gone. 
I, I've been kind of thinking it was, it's been in my hand this whole time, not on my belt. Okay. Well, then it's, it's in your hand and you feel the hands grasping at it, but as you like turn with the lantern, the hands are gone. Okay. All right. And so I say to nobody in particular, Hey, I don't want any trouble with you and you don't want any trouble with me. Let's all just be nice to each other, huh? And echoing from all around you. No trouble at all. Okay, good. <laughs> and I keep walking. Oh no. Oh no. 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 As as <laughs> you say, okay. These two massive eyes open, glowing bright orange in front of you. The eyes are literal flames in the dark. And these eyes are staring in this huge toothy smile starts to open in the middle of the road. <laughs> is this like people teeth or like do, do, do they look like human teeth or are they like uh, a canine tooth or human enough? Yeah. They're yeah. like giant chiclet gum. Oh, giant. Each one yeah. about the size of a shield. This, this face that has just like opened up glowing in front of you is about as wide as the road. Okay. Yeah, there's no going past this thing, whatever it is. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what Bronwyn would do as a character. Poop themselves. Aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> that was implied. <laughs> um all right. So in a tiny voice I say to this big scary monster thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Nice what night for a walk, huh? Glad to meet you. Yeah, you too. And just like that, the eyes shut, the mouth shuts, and just this outpouring of fog disperses in every direction and just pools at your feet up to your knees. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to walk forward. Do I still f hear all the footsteps and shit? Oh, yeah. And then you... Uh, see for the briefest moment this little face, this little triangular looking face, poke into the light and go, and the lantern goes out. Oh no. Well, that was an episode null. <laughs> it's quite the fucking cliffhanger to leave me on. <laughs> I'm so glad to finally reveal that. Oh my god, I've been sitting on that for a year. Uh, well, if you want to yell uh, at null about uh, this spooky way to end a freaking episode uh you can hit him up on twitter at mxm null you can also email the show uh midtown mailbag at gmail.com uh bran if if you want to console her for the fact that there was all this shit that had to be dealt with uh <laughs> can be found at oh god i'm blanking on it brannigan star at brannigan star with two r's that's the one yay I've been fucking up the spelling a lot lately, so forgive me for that. It does happen. You can also find the show itself on Twitter at Midtown Mythos. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, just Midtown Mythos. And Patreon, which is not Midtown Mythos. It's Stars and Void Productions because it covers both of our shows that we do. That's this show and other show, uh, The Long Shot Club, where we watch movies with Null's uh, lovely fiance. And uh, we chit-chat about them. Um, if you want a little spoiler, uh, we're about to go watch The Fifth Element, so that episode will be coming out later this year. Yes. Oh, uh, there's also a Discord where if you ask very nicely, uh, Brand might be willing to include you in a 
long-running actual Mythos campaign, not this bastard invention (laughs) that I've cobbled together from multiple games. It's possible we'll let you play, but at this point, it'd be kind of weird to add in another person because there'd be so much that they wouldn't know. (laughs) They'd be like, oh yeah, so yeah, uh, Peter's a plant man, and he's he's off in space right now, and uh, and then... time to continue. (laughs) And then uh, Matt is basically trying to create the Magic Avengers, um... With uh, with some magic friends he he made, but right now they're in the past trying to um, obtain dragons from the Russians. Jesus Christ! <laughs> is is that why Nathan was trying to ask me the other day how to make a water mage more effective long distance? Uh, no, I think that's just him generally trying to game the game. That sounds about right. <laughs> Oh, Nathan, what are we going to do with you? Uh, For music credits, uh, we're actually using a Nine Inch Nails song that I forget the name of, but it's in the Creative Commons. uh, And because we're using it, the show is also in the Creative Commons. So if you want to use this show as your intro music for your podcast (laughs) for some reason, you can do that. Yeah, just... uh... The entirety of the podcast, just slap it before your podcast and be like, yeah, no, that's just... That's my... You know what you could do? You could, like, speed it up super fast so it's just a bunch of gibberish. Uh, To be specific, uh, I'm in a bad habit of renaming things that they make sense to me, particularly with the Ghosts tracks. This is one of uh, Nine Inch Nails' Ghosts tracks. I want to say it's labeled 14-2 or 2-14, something like that. Yeah. Uh, either way, that should be enough information for you to find it and give it a listen if you want more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy. Yes, and now stay tuned for the sound of this whole episode that you just listened to on super fast speed so that it only takes like, like 10 seconds or something. I don't know. We'll see when I get to editing. And uh, with that, we'll see you in two weeks or whatever. Ah, wow. I'm just gonna fuck up on the first word. <clears throat> Explo- <laughs> it's gonna be one of those days, isn't it? Okay. sword on the back of this car that just is shaped like a penis. There's also a dagger stabbing a hot dog. Is that a vagina balloon? That's a vagina balloon. Mm, That's my favorite kind of balloon. Being held by a lobster claw.